Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Movie Combat. It's not dead, but I do have a new person with me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, joining me is Nate the Great himself. Yep, still here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is your, you are gonna, you're gonna join me on this magical journey through Movie Combat Season 2, which is what, Nate? Star Wars. It is Star Wars. This is one of your favorite movie franchises of all time, would you say? Uh, yeah, it's probably the favorite. The favorite overall of the movies and whatnot. So, the way we're watching this, obviously you can see that the first episode has to do with the Phantom Menace. So, we're watching these in timeline order. And we're watching every movie that was released in theaters. Is that how we're doing that? I think so. Minus the Clone Wars so animated. no animated series. Yeah. No, minus the Clone Wars animated movie, too. Yeah. So uh, w- why don't you give us a rundown of what movies we'll be watching this season for season two of Movie Combat? Um, so it's all the mainline episodes. So uh, the prequels, episodes uh, one, two, and three. Um, and then the original trilogy, four, five, and six. And then the sequel trilogy, um, seven, seven, eight, eight nine. nine. Yeah, my and almost got screwed and up also, and oh yeah, yeah, Solo and Rogue One. And Solo and Rogue yeah, One. Yeah. So we're gonna go one, two, three. I believe Solo. Yes. Then Rogue One. Then four, five, six. Yep. Seven, eight, nine. Right. That is how the timeline is gonna work so far. We don't have time to go too far into depth of information because we are shortening the length of the episodes now, as you can hopefully see by the end of this episode. So we're going to jump right into it. This is Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. We have a different kind of format, but more or less kind of the same. Um, We're just going to talk about some of the highlights uh, that we saw in the movie. Naboo is the first thing we get introduced in is Naboo. Um, well, we're on the space. We got, we got like, actually, you know what? Let's, let's go here because I'm, I'm skipping around. We have a whole new format. So I'm a little, I'm a little kerfuzzled here. Um, it's all about that blockade, man. It is. But before that, we have an opening crawl. I have some statistics as we kind of go through our whole talk of things. The opening crawl is one minute and 18 seconds and 65 milliseconds long, roughly. So I'm just going to say one minute and 18 seconds long. So we're going to compare that okay. to some of the stuff. I have some other general things that we're going to kind of go through. Um, do Should I read this first? Or should we just kind of go throughout, like kind of scrumble it in with the stuff we're going to talk about? Um, I think we could uh, sprinkle it in. Okay, okay. Uh, then I'm, uh, every. how about every couple things we talk about, I'll throw in another stat. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the opening crawl, we get that, boom, and we can't do it too much because we'll get copy strikes. So, <laughs> we, <laughs> we get the opening crawl. What is the overall premise of this episode the opening crawl kind of introduces? Well, you know, it kind of starts off introducing the fact that there's this uh, conflict, uh, trade conflict between uh, Naboo and the, the Trade Federation. Yep. So, basically, there's, like, a blockade. Yeah. And eventually, they, you know, invade Naboo. Um, you know, to try to get her to sign a, the Queen Amidala to sign a treaty. Yes, and we get more introduced to Queen Amidala a little bit later. But for now, uh, we get to see our Jedi's right off the bat. Yeah, right, boom. Very fan servicey, I feel. <laughs> yeah, Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan Kenobi are the first two Jedi's we see in this whole entire franchise. Uh, if this is the order you are watching this in, um. And obviously, you can watch them in any order because these are just reviews of each movie. So you can always come back and whatever. But we will probably make references to 
movies in the past if you are skipping around. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we get Qui-Gon Jinn played by uh, Liam Neeson. Yep. And Obi-Wan Kenobi That's played by guy. Ewan McGregor. He's um, And, uh, yeah, what do you think of the, the two Jedis that we get introduced to in this movie? They're good. Um, you know, I feel like, uh, well, I don't know, Obi-Wan's kind of always generic, I guess. <laughs> Especially in this one, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi's kind of more of a, I guess you would say they're both kind of generic, but uh, definitely Liam Neeson's got this whole stoic thing going on. Yeah, he's very much like the, he's probably seen some some stuff. Right. He's probably gone through some thick stuff, and he, he he's the teacher that probably teaches a lot of pad ones. Like, that's kind of the vibe I get through him. Right. Of like, this, Obi-Wan's probably not his first, which if you've read comics and books, obviously you get that image of he is not. But the, uh, but Obi-Wan is definitely feels like this is, he's been training to do this, but he's got put with a pretty notarized trainer, so like Qui-Gon. Yeah. Um, Qui-Gon rolling with the green lightsaber. Oh yeah, and gotcha. Obi Wan rolling with the blue lightsaber. Yep, traditional. Um, in after that, we we, we kind of we're gonna kind of fast forward a little bit. Uh, we get introduced to the Trade Federation, like you were saying, right? And they're they're a little freaked out. Yeah, <laughs> they're they not. Yeah, and it's definitely a shock to them. Uh, later, kind of fast forward because not much happens there. They uh, the Jedi's. The, on the ship that they were, it gets blasted away, so they have to sneak off, and they right. land on the planet Naboo. Um, Naboo is what? What can you describe Naboo for the audience at home? Well, it's supposed to be kind of like a kind of like a democratic oasis. Like it's supposed to be very for the people yeah, by, by the people. The people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. V- uh, very proper, mm-hmm. beautiful planet. Yeah, their structures are like almost castle-like, very clean. Yeah, that's also the vibe they give you in their cities and whatnot, or in the city that we mainly revolve around, uh, which is the capital city of Naboo. I don't know. I'm sure it has a name. I think think they do say it. Yeah, the whole planet's Naboo, but they do, I think, reference it once or twice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, on that, while they're escaping, Qui Gon runs into somebody. Uh, a, fa- a fan favorite, as you could say. <laughs> who Who is that? When you're a child. When you're a child, yes. Good old Jar Jar. Jar Jar Binks is introduced uh, a little bit later in the movie. This guy, man, I remember having him on my pillowcase, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, and he was na- dope as a kid. And now, he's not really that. He's not for the adults, though. No, he's <laughs> not. Because his humor is not... Uh... Yeah, it's a very childish humor. <laughs> yeah, I would almost say that the whole race that the Gungans are is, for is very much a kiddie thing. Yeah. Their language is like, you and big doo-doo this time. And it's yeah. like, okay, come on. Now. Yeah. yeah, doo-doo, really? He's a general. Like, because they go, eventually, they, Jar Jar takes him to the uh, the Their underwater plant, rise. the underwater city that the, the Gungans live in. That and lake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the lake that's like 7,000 fathoms down. Um <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's really weird that they, uh, I don't know. It's like their references and stuff like that. Their language isn't as thought out as probably the Naboo are, which might be a creative choice that George thought. Because they to are do. obviously still pretty advanced. But it yeah, to live underwater seem a little bit less intelligent. Yeah, <laughs> when they talk. Yeah. Um, 
but it's a PG movie, so it is a PG movie. Uh, th- which was a tradition that the Star Wars films were PG. It wasn't until Revenge of the Sith when they started jumping to PG thirteen, right? Uh, but Fair yeah, word. it it definitely seems like the violence that are in it is not very violent. It's yeah. more of a cartoon violence at best, right? Or lightsabers clashing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, later on. What what else happens after the well so 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 I guess we already went through that so they were in the forest and then Jar Jar yeah. takes them to the underwater sea it yeah, does have a name it is in there yeah the yeah. Gungan lair <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, meets Boss Nass is that what his name is is that the head hunt yeah. honcho guy yeah <laughs> that's how we remember him <laughs> well after that remember they get they borrow the ship they do after that after because apparently Jar Jar has been like removed from the crew. Their society. He's yeah, kind of like he, an outcast. Yeah, he's the outcast. But we don't really know what happens. He does explain it. Like in one statement. But it's very gibberish and terribly said that it's almost un, un- understandable if unless you have like subtitles. Right. But uh apparently he's just a big goof. Yeah. That's what they kinda he, like he implies. He screws up a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Which we kinda see later on in yeah. the movie, but uh You didn't talk about your uh Jedi mind tricks. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna get to a couple more in there, but we can okay. we can do that. Um, so yeah, the Jedi. Is the only time it's used. No, right? he uses it. A, well, there's oh. a couple times. I wrote Jedi power. So one of the oh, sta- power, oh wait, okay. no, 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 Jedi mind trick. Uh, Jedi mind trick. He it gets used four times in this movie. Okay. This is the only time that it works, and it's twice. <laughs> so uh, Qui Gon uses the Jedi mind trick immediately into the movie. Uh, well, not immediately, probably about 25, 30 minutes into the movie, uh, on Boss Nass, and it works, and that's how they get away, that's how right. they get the ship, and then that's how they take Jar Jar with it. But I think Jar Jar was, like, just given to them. I don't think it was even a wave of the hand for that, right? Or did he use the Jedi mind trick for to get Jar Jar? I feel like he did, but maybe it was part of the first request. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> like true. Add-on. Um, so, yeah, uh, the other two times will come in later in the movie, and we'll talk about that later, but they don't work. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Jedi Mind Trick gets used four times in this movie total, and th- uh, y- it's used twice in this scene alone, and it works twice in this scene, so obviously the other two times it fails. Um, yeah, so after that, they get in the ship, they start bubbling away, and they get chased after a big giant goober fish. It's like a little bubble. I think I had one of those as a little... Act, little the goober fish? Little toy, too. It was no, like, the, he, he calls the, the goober fish like, oh, the ship. Yeah, okay, the, okay, okay. Um, I think it was a little bathtub toy. <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. Phantom Menace got marketed a lot in in the in the nineties and yeah. late nineties and early two thousands. Uh, yeah, and so then after that, they kind of start rolling around, and they they find where uh, they sneak into the capital city that they see the droids are now taking over. Right. Um, what else happens after that? Well, I believe this is when uh, you know they're the droids are escorting you know Amidala out of the palace, and this is when they. They ambush him. Yep. Uh, Qui Gon and Obi Wan. Yeah, Jar Jar's there. He's falling in the whole time that they're <laughs> fighting against these droids. Uh, what do you think of the droids so far in this movie? In this movie, um, I always thought like one of the coolest lines in it as a kid was Roger. 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 Roger, yeah. Roger. It's very catchy. Yeah. Um, they're cool. I mean, I think they kind of stay the same level for me throughout. Probably the three movies. I guess you you do get like the super battle droids. Yeah, droid cards were so. introduced in this movie as yep. well. I guess super battle droids aren't in this movie, are they? I don't think they are. If I they are, they're, they're very sure. rarely used. 
Yeah. I think battle droids were definitely probably the catch in in episode two. Uh, but they're obviously humorous. There's humorous moments yeah, that happens in it. Yeah, kind of kids thing. Yeah, <laughs> it was, maybe that was the reason why I liked them as a kid, was there's humor moments. They always play dumb because they're just right. dumb dr- bots kind of thing. Even in the Clone Wars series, they also play dumb. They're, they, they, that characteristic kind of continued on yeah. through their whole thing. Um, but yeah, so they, they save uh, Amidala. Yep. Now what else happens after that? Um, and then uh, they escape on, escape on another ship. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm skipping anything in there, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> they, her and her security guards, they you know they escape on the um. God, what do they call that style ship? Because I know they reference it when they go to sell. Yeah, cause it's like it. it's like smooth. Yeah, it seems nice like all looking. it seems like all the Naboo ships have this like very curved and then almost like a blade type of ship. Right. Like even the. Um, Ships that they fly later in the movie, yeah, the yellow ones. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Starfighters. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't know the names of those. They're on like the cover of Episode One uh, game cart for the Nintendo sixty four. Um, you fly those a lot. Yeah, but that yeah, that's that is design over function. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like silver. It's like pure silver. Yeah. Uh, this is also when we get uh one of our space battles. There's literally two space battles in this whole movie. This is one of them, and they don't even retaliate. They're just escaping they this whole time. They're trying to get through the blockade. Yep. Um, but we get introduced to a main character through the whole saga. Who is that? R2-D2. Yep. Uh, Coming in clutch as usual. We have a category that also is called R2 Comes in Clutch. He only does this once in this movie, but this is the movie that he does it in uh, that introduces him as one of these major players of the of the saga. But go ahead and tell us what, what happens in that. Well, you know, they have to, you know, the ship gets damaged from the um, uh, from the, f- the fire they're taking. And so they, they send out multiple multiple astromech droids to try to fix it. And, of course, I believe there's four of them total. Yeah, they all get blown yeah, away. Yeah, they <laughs> get blown away pretty quickly. And R2, D- R2 is the one to, to save the day. Yeah. What is this droid's name? <laughs> exactly. They have to like, uh, read R2, it. Uh, D2. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they fly away, they escape, uh, the blockade that's happening, and, uh, they land on our second planet, there are only three planets in this movie, but our second planet, Tatooine. Yep. Anchor of the whole saga, I feel like, at this point. Exactly. Nothing ever happens on Tatooine, though. Right. This is where they start off at, and, <laughs> and end at, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and periodically return to. Right. Um. Yeah, that's true. So, what, how do we get kicked off? Why are we even landing here on Tatooine? Well, I, I believe they don't have you know the ship is not is not capable of reach, getting back to Coruscant. Yeah, because so it doesn't have hyperdrive. A, right, they gotta make a pit stop. Yeah, at Tatooine. Yeah, which is just a little it. bit away from Naboo, apparently, is what they say. Yeah, because um, they didn't light speed out of there; they actually just flew away, <laughs> which was even <laughs> right. funnier. Uh, yeah, and so they land on Tatooine, and the they have to go search for a nearby town that so. Jar Jar, R2, and Qui-Gon are going to leave, but then they get stopped because someone else is going to join them on this. Yep. And who who are we joining the party here, our fourth member? Good old Padme. Yep. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman, yeah. I wouldn't say at her best, but she's there. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so you think at this time, so you think Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon knew that, that she was not That a is a thing. There is a rumor that... We'll we'll talk about later at, at towards the end of the movie where 
Qui Gon and Obi Wan look at each other and yeah. they they nod to each other about how what she who she actually is and uh, there's theory that they look like they knew the whole time right because they're Jedi but Jedi don't read minds I don't do the Jedi read minds not to my knowledge so it's <laughs> we like worth powers that we have no yeah power. but there might have been giveaways that Qui Gon may have saw that's why like when we get later on into Tatooine um, and they meet. Anakin Skywalker, who is this little boy that works for Watto, hey, Emmy, uh, <laughs> and favorite. yeah, find out that uh, uh, Annie is a is a slave to Watto, and apparently his mom is along with that too. Um, but there's references that Qui Gon will kind of be snarky to Padme, that kind of imply that he's waiting for her to say like, "Whoa, well, I'm actually," but he yeah. he kind of knows like who she actually is uh but is choosing not to say she wants him he wants her to reveal it yeah but uh but is choosing not to um but yeah so we kind of go into town we meet this little boy named Anakin Skywalker some rough-haired kid that's like maybe 10 in the shop. he's just helping around uh not to his well, free will I was going to say yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um not willfully helping out yeah uh then we also get our second our second attempt of Jedi mind tricks is or or third attempt, but he tries it twice, so this is two more times. Um, Qui Gon tries to use the Jedi mind trick on Watto, and Watto says like, "Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you, some kind of Jedi? <laughs> Jedi uh-huh. mind tricks don't work on yeah. <laughs> whatever his race exactly. is." Exactly. So, um, but yeah, they so don't take republic republic credits. No, they don't take republic public credits, which is why they have to find another. Which is so weird about this movie. It literally started off as this like embargo. Then they go and get stranded on this planet, and the only way they can leave is by figuring out some sort of way to earn money on a random godforsaken planet. Yep, sounds like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so much of a weird. Star Wars movie though it's like they they now it's like almost like a video game where they like here your first journey is to go and help out the queen oh but you saved the queen but now you're stranded on this thing so now go do some more side quest stuff unlock the yeah (laughs) unlock the next level and it's really weird of how they like how George like wrote it all I think most of Star Wars movies they always have that little side quest in the middle yeah we'll see we'll see what happens there I I guess this is the first time that I've kind of like I have my personal opinions about them in general, but now, like, dissecting them is a little bit different than just, like, saying, oh, yeah, that's how I feel about the movie. Right. Uh, We then get, you know, Anakin starts talking about how, like, oh, yeah, well, I can help you out because I can we can join the pod racing. Right. And, like, I could be a pod racer. Then they ask him later on of, like, well, where are you going to get the pod? And he goes, well, I've been building one this whole time. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's his little hobby. Yeah, that's his like side thing he does. And it turns out he's never r- raced it. It just magically started working. Like it just <laughs> now starts working. And they're gonna start. They're gonna race it in a pod racing race that he's never won. He's never won a pod race. But this is the first time he's gonna do it. Yep. Um, but it's his first time doing it too, right? So <laughs> no, it's not his first time doing it. Okay, he's raced before. He's just always lost to Sebulba, which is a, a Doug. <laughs> Sebulba <laughs> being a new race that's introduced into the franchise. Yep, being called a Doug, which I always thought was kind of funny that his his whole race is that way. 
there are a couple Dugs in uh in the Star Wars saga that we kind of get introduced to. I don't think much in the main movies. Right. But Clone Wars, I think, gets s- the animated series touches on Dugs. I think they show up. I believe they're definitely in there. Yeah. Yeah. Because they they go over a lot of the different alien races and try to open up the franchise a little bit more. A lot of lore in those. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so we we enter in. We're we're about to enter in the race, but then something else happens. Qui Gon wants to what he want before they leave. He figures out that Anakin's not a normal boy. Right. He, there's something so going on. He there. wants to free him. Yeah. And what what is the reasons of why? What's going on there? Well, um, you know, I mean, Qui Gon detects that he has you know uh, very strong in the Force. He does the whole blood test on him and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mentions this to me how you know how you know if they were if this system was in the Republic, yeah, Anakin would have already been probably a Padawan one at this point. Yeah. Um, and Smee is his mom. Is Anakin's mom? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, there's all she she starts he, well Qui Gon's asking like oh does he feel like the does he do stuff does he have powers I'm like oh my god right like it's so. This is such a dumbed-down explanation of Jedi to me that it's almost like if you've never heard of Jedi before, this is kind of like, I guess, the moment to figure out what they are, I guess. Yeah, makes it sound like their powers are a little more, I guess, scientific. Yeah, and they're more of, like, superhumans. Right. But everyone's kind of a super... It's like My Hero Academia, but instead of everyone being a superhero, it's like everyone becomes a Jedi, but some people don't have enough of the Metacorians, <laughs> so they Jedi. can't be a Jedi. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird of, like... Some have more than others. Yeah. Uh, but, but Qui-Gon's really... This is kind of from the from the books a little bit, but he's, like, really interested in the whole Chosen One prophecy. Okay, so, so this, is, kinda this kind of builds off of that. Yeah, so I think that's why this boy especially intrigues him. I think in the back of his mind, he is thinking about that. that Which does he does bring up pretty often, especially when he starts talking to the Jedi Council right. later on in the movie. Uh, but before we get to that, he he goes over and talks with Watto one more time. Yep. Because he's like, we need to take the boy. Because obviously, like what you were just saying, he's very he thinks Anakin's the chosen one. Because right. he has a higher Metachlorian count, as Obi-Wan says, uh, higher than Yoda. Which is crazy yep. to even think about because his whole race is based around <laughs> the force as um, far as we know yeah yeah and they're like super strong into the light side of the force but apparently they don't determine that it's just more of you just have the ability to harness the force right. uh and, and he wants to bet on it yeah he wants to bet on it uh on a game of chance against Watto. yep red the red side i don't know i can't i think his the blue cheap dice yeah i think the red is the mother and then blue is anakin and then they roll and then Here's some force trickery. It's not the Jedi mind trick. No, nope. it's some Jedi powers, yeah. which segues into uh, Jedi like powers. A force push, I'm guessing. Yeah, like probably to make over. sure that it rolls over. Yeah. Uh, Jedi powers get used about eight times in this movie. I'm gonna say about for everything because it's just anytime I noticed it was being used, eight times Jedi powers get used throughout. Whether that be a force push, a force run, which we did kind of skip over in the beginning. Uh, oh, when yeah, they, your force dash? Yeah, the force <laughs> dash, when the droid cards roll up in the beginning of the movie, I never noticed that. That It kind of just... I always wondered, like, how do they get from one side of the room to the other? Because it never happens again. Right. The, it's, it almost they, looks out of place, kind of. It does. It looks like a different scene started, but the droid cards are still there. Yep. Just zoom out of there. Yeah, but they just, like, pew, and they're Fear on the service? other side. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Back to the Tatooine. Uh, Anakin is now chosen. If Anakin wins, Anakin will then be released, not a slave anymore, to Qui Gon Jinn. And I think he tried to add the mom on there too, but then Wada was having. Nothing yeah, he was not that. wanting that. He was one <laughs> or the other, not both. Uh, two slaves are too valuable. Yeah. Uh, and so that all starts the the pod racing thing starts to happen. And uh, why don't you give us the rundown of the pod racing? This uh, is what I think the coolest part of the whole movie. It, right it is. It is. It, it is. We yeah, definitely one of the best parts of the movie. Um, well, well, we know Sebulba, as before the race starts, tries to sabotage uh, Annie's pod. Annie. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. And you're like, yeah, he pulls like one thing down. We don't know what that thing does. Right. But apparently it's crucial to have for the whole entire pod racer or yep. for the pod and you know of course uh, after that it gets off to a really poor start and he doesn't like he's delayed for probably a whole what what would you say like a minute like, probably longer than that maybe two minutes of him just sitting there trying to fix things mm-hmm. and then he takes off and then when you're talking about this like he must have a really fast <laughs> yeah uh, pod racer yeah during the when we were watching it i was like yeah he's he's got to have like one of the fastest pod racers in the whole entire thing, because he catches speed, up. Baby. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. T- he catches up the, all the way there. And, of um, course, it's implied because he's got those kind of Jedi powers. Yeah, so he's able to, like... He's an above average. Yeah, well, turn and maneuver instead of, like... he His piloting uh, is probably way better. Yeah, it, it's not like, oh, I need to turn here. Now I need to, like, let off the gas. He probably doesn't have to do that. He probably right. just turns, doesn't even think about it because he senses the rock is there already. Right. But all right, so we he he takes off. He's on his way, and he uh what like he catches up to Sebulba, right. without with also multiple people dying or crashing. Yeah, basically old. you get a lot of the other racers. They they don't make it to the end. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they're dead or not. They don't die on screen. This is a very so. dangerous sport. Yeah, that's what they like. say. They do say that. Um, um, I don't know about the whole breakdown of each race. I don't know the, the different names of the characters. Like other it is in the vi- all of those characters are in the Nintendo sixty four video game. So yeah. if you ever had those, they are all in there. There is one part in this that I definitely saw the rat guy. I can't remember his name, but you'll know when you see him. He only he looks like a big old rat. He does an animation when they're introducing him. He does like he do, he like scratches his head. Tilts his head again, scratches his head, and he goes back down. They reuse that oh, again. Oh yeah, you were saying that. Yeah, they use it back to back. Like the scene has no, the scene hadn't changed yet. Oh, this animation just continued to it's go again. Yeah, it was like a gif. And then after that, then they show him all lined up, and he does it again. He does the same scene. Yeah, hey, that stuff's expensive, man. That's the nineties. I, 90s I stuff. guess, but yeah, because all those guys are digital. They're not practical. Right. This so. is this is when that was really big. Uh, speaking of big, Jabba the Hutt was also in the pod racing scene. Oh yeah, and I never noticed there was another. <laughs> this is other uh, weird another the slug. Hut behind him. <laughs> yeah, the hut. Another hut. Yeah. A hut. Yep. Yeah. From, it, from the hut clan. Yeah, the mafia. Yep. Uh, yeah, I never noticed him either. Yeah, the whole race starts with Jabba biting off this rat thing, spitting it at a gong. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, at the very end, uh, Sebulba and Anakin are fighting and. Eventually, uh, Anakin wins the race after Sebulba tries to cheat again, and Anakin still overcomes. Yep, and wins because he's the hero. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, out of the pod race, Anakin gets released. Yay, we're leaving. Oh, I can't leave mom. Bummer. Oh yeah, did I mention I made C three PO? Like he said that earlier, but he's like we get introduced to C three PO in this right. scene. 
turning out that Anakin created C-3PO, a main character that we obviously don't care about in this movie. <laughs> um, that is interesting, though. R2-D2 and C-3PO, though they are in the movie, paid no mind to. They're just a blip on the radar in this movie. Yeah, that is true. I guess it's probably just there for probably almost like a cameo. Just to say, oh, this is connected to the yeah. original trilogy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's mainly that's but mainly it, that part. What is funny that he's like more excited about leaving, and it's like an afterthought. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Bye, C three PO. I built you. What's weird though is I almost don't know if he's practical effect or real because there's times where he looks like a marionette, like walking around. Yeah. But I don't know if that's just animated that way to make him look like that. I don't Maybe know. a combination of both. But now during this time, uh, they sense. Uh, Qui-Gon sends one thing back to talks to Obi-Wan one more time and says I sense a disturbance of the force they say this back to back this is the only time they say it so technically it gets on twice because they both said it one right after another I think Qui-Gon says I sense a disturbance of the force and then Obi-Wan says I also sense a disturbance of the force that's what you know it's real so who gets introduced though who is that disturbance in the force good old return of the Sith yeah, Darth Maul with his little uh, little droids that he sends out into the wild. Yeah, <laughs> his little spy and everybody. ball thing. Those things were flying around during the pod race and yeah. whatnot. We do see them in the background, but this is when they, as they are returning to the ship because they got all the parts they needed to build the ship back up. Maul is waiting for yeah, Qui Gon. Kind of tries to ambush him real quick. Yeah, pops out of nowhere. Doesn't show both his blades, just the one. Just the one for now. Uh, I will say uh, an. Well, I'll, I'll kind of save that later. Um, yeah, so so they kind of just scene. battle a little bit. It's probably like what fifteen seconds of <laughs> probably battle. yeah, maybe a little more, but more or less yeah. And they that's bring about the ship it. around for Qui Gon to jump on. Yeah, he does his little. Does he do a backflip into it, or he just jumps onto it? I can't remember how that all worked out. I think he just gets on the ship. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. do we consider that another force power? Because it was kind of high. I did count whenever he jumped, like, really high. So okay. if it did, I did count those. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they fly away. Maul's sitting there on a big old sandy plane going, oh, guess that. Catch you later. Yeah, <laughs> see you later. Uh. Yeah, so then they, <laughs> they're back in space and heading to Coruscant. Uh, yep, on Coruscant. And what's so special about Coruscant? Why is this planet so great? Well, it is the capital planet of the Republic. Okay. That is where the Senate is at and the uh, Jedi Council. Okay. And then uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan have brought Anakin to meet in front of the Council. Right. Who's a part of this Council? Why are these guys so important? Well, uh, these... I mean, I guess they're... Uh, well, of course, not all the Jedi Masters are on the Council. But... Uh, well, because Qui-Gon isn't on there yet. He doesn't like the Council. Yeah. <laughs> they don't really like him either. He's kind of like the... The rebellious child, um, but yeah, but these are all the you know the top people. Mm-hmm. In all the, the that weird. Are in charge. Uh, yep. It seems like each race kind of gets represented, some more than others. That uh, will get like doubled up, like Yaddle and Yoda representing whatever race they are, uh, and then you got Mace Windu representing the humans. <laughs> yeah, the hum- a couple humans on there, I think. Are there are a couple humans in the background. There's, I think I believe there's one other. Uh, Probably two humans. Uh, you have. Coin Plune, I can't. Coin I, yeah, <laughs> who's that? Like, he looks like someone ran over a strawberry. <laughs> and, and put a mask. And he up. has a mask on. I guess his whole race looks like that. I don't know what the mask really does. Uh, and then you have uh, Q-tip guy. 
Keanu Mundi. Is that who you're talking about? Oh, no. no Q-Tip no. guy <laughs> yeah. is the guy. He's a part of the race that makes, like, the clones and stuff. I don't know. but I don't know if he's that race, but... Uh, I think he was, because he only so? has two arms. Yes. If he, he had four arms. arms, he'd be, like, the guy from the pod racing scene. Right. But I don't think they're the same race. I think they're two different. Okay. Two okay. different races there. When his head sticks over the uh, the camera shot. Yeah, they actually have a Robot Chicken uh, episode where they talk about how he, like, <laughs> they always make fun of him. <laughs> so they always have him do stuff oh where they're gosh. like, who's ready for lunch? And then Yoda's like, uh, he goes, whatever your name is. Like, he says his name and he goes, should buy lunch. <laughs> and then. He goes, okay, fine. I got it last week, but that's fine. And he like, go, he leaves later on in the episode. He comes back, yeah. and everyone's dead because <laughs> it was like Order sixty six. Oh he's like, oh, <laughs> he goes, oh no, everyone I know is dead. And he goes, wait, one last thing. And he starts sitting in each spot, and he goes. <laughs> talk weird i do <laughs> master yoda and, and oh, then brother <laughs> never let him do yeah so anyway that's it is kind thing. of funny because he's not really a main character no he's just he's always like in the, the background every shot of the, he, the yeah he is well that's the other thing is like there's so many weird characters that are sitting on the council that we really don't get introduced to nope. they're just kind of there right a little bit in clone wars you you see some of them in action yeah. But, yeah, in the movies, you don't really see most of them until they die. Well, most people don't even know Yaddle exists. Just like only in this one. Yeah, <laughs> with, like, the Mandalorian around, it really kind of puts into perspective of, like, we don't know who that race is. Right. We don't know what Yoda's race is. That's why everyone calls Baby Yoda Yo Baby Yoda, right. even though he's known as the child in the credits. Yep. It's really weird. Um, I mean, it makes a good plot. Yeah, I guess so. Um Moving on, they talk, you know, they meet, blah blah blah. Uh, but side story or so, uh, story side B. Uh, <laughs> oh, and Palpatine gets yeah. introduced. Palpatine gets introduced. The senator. Uh, he's Senator Palpatine gets introduced, and he's talking with uh, Queen Amidala about how, hey, you know, we we need to help because he's from Naboo too. Right. So he's like, hey, you know, let me help you. We got to get these guys out of here, and blah blah blah, and this and that. But then Queen Amidala throws this wild card out there during the whole big meeting in front of E.T.'s race, too, because <laughs> they're in the bottom corner during a scene. So I don't know. That you'll is go, pretty funny. You'll go find them in there. A little call back uh, for George Lucas to Steven Spielberg. But um, what does is, what is Queen Amidala say, and why do you think she said that? You told me when she's speaking in front of the She's speaking in front Senate? of the council. Yeah, the Senate. The Senate. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, they're trying to get the – you know, Palpatine convinces her to essentially try to oust the existing chancellor for inaction. Yep. And that, that basically he's uh, um, incompetent at his position. So they try to get him. Uh, Saying that about the, the current chancellor. Yes. And so he says Alorum, that to. I think is his name. Yeah, to Padme. Or no, not Padme. Says that to. Queen Amidala. Yeah, whoever, yeah. yeah, whoever the handmaid is. That's <laughs> Amidala at the time. Uh, yeah, and so after that all goes into effect, yeah, she goes, "Peace out. I'm going back to Naboo. See you, suckers." Yeah, she only goes there to to get that guy removed. That's really much. the whole thing. The whole thing that we get on Naboo, and who knows how long this timeline is. Is Padme's whole story is she just talks about the Senate, talks with uh, Palpatine, says, "Hey." You should be the one running in charge. Oh, yeah. Things are going bad on my planet. See you guys later. Anakin's side of the story is 
Qui-Gon's like, we need to train this boy. But then Yoda says, what? Your favorite line of all of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> well, Does I don't think he actually says the line, but he kind of implies Oh, that yeah, that. yeah. He says that in episode five. But yeah, the main reason they don't want to train him is because they sense that there's some darkness in him because of his mom. Yeah, hate. Thing. Yeah, do you worry about your mom? Right. And he says, yeah, like fear the something or other. He's like, fear leads to it, whatever. And blah, blah. Right. Hate leads to, yeah, whatever. And so. He's always thinking of reasons not to train people. <laughs> yeah, because Yoda senses. And remember, Yoda's race, I don't know if you remember, but like in the in lore of Yoda is. His whole race is all about the light side of the Force. So much so, they don't even know about the dark side. They don't even lean towards that that or tempted with it. Uh, Hence why he doesn't really talk about where he's from because apparently his whole race does not even acknowledge the dark side of the Force, but they sense it. So that's why Yoda is like, hey, uh, I feel this in you. You need to fix that. (laughs) If you have too much of that, you could be, you know, a real, you're a ticking time bomb, essentially. Yeah, and it's kind of risky that you don't want to train somebody that could potentially be have this that ticking in time them. bomb. Yeah, um, it was actually Mason Windu this time that did the age thing on him. Yeah, it says he's too old and <laughs> yeah. blah blah blah. Uh, Qui Gon's very pissed off about this. They leave. Um, and Windu always pissing people off. <laughs> yeah, um, they all leave. They go back to Naboo, uh, and how does it, how does this all happen? They they all leave to Naboo. Right? In separate or together? Well, I believe the... Um, you're talking like with Queen Amidala? Yeah. I believe they leave separately. Okay. Okay. And then... Yeah, so after that all happens... Where, where are we at here? Naboo. They're there. Oh, then they try to... They try to... Yeah, yeah. So they all go there. They tr- they talk with the Gungans. They have right. to go find the Gungans. Yep. Find them in the woods. They're all hiding they're there. Trying to get their assistance. Yeah, and they get them all. Yep. Hey, you're coming to our side. You're gonna work. With t- we're gonna work together. Humans and Naboo and Gungans are gonna work together. Right. Because uh, we're all Naboo, uh, and so that's how that all works out. They plan this whole attack. Bippity boppity boo. <laughs> they uh, Amadala reveals that she's Padme, which I kind of let go. But that, that was the only way to convince the Gungans that they were kind of trustworthy. Yeah, that there was something maybe not being told. That, and by revealing that Padme is Queen Amidala, therefore allowing them in the inner circle, which is then the callback to what we were talking about earlier in the movie when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon look at each other. A lot of people think they have like a bet going. Yeah, they exchange some uh, re- some credit. Yeah, like hey, you know, you know I, I knew that <laughs> about time or like oh dang, I lost a bet. Sort of yep. response to each other. Um, yeah, which makes sense. Because uh, like it doesn't make sense that the Gungans would help them. Really, <laughs> I know it's kind really. of their, the whole idea was maybe the droids would attack them next. Yeah, so they had to kind of defend themselves too. But they've yeah. been shunned for. I guess you would figure. Years millennia, years, yeah. And all of a sudden, hey, we need your help. <laughs> yeah, we need to work together uh, to to unify and. Yep, but I guess Padme is pretty convincing, apparently. Yeah, and it seems like Padme is different than probably who was in charge before. Which we who who knows who was in charge before, but yeah, as you're saying, the handmaidens are the ones that are actually interchange. You right. were telling me a little bit of information about the handmaidens and Padme. Yeah, so apparently, you know, from how far I am in listening to the the audiobook um between phantom menace and uh do you know what the name of that book is um shoot i don't know off, off the top of my head okay but anyway yeah yeah 
Um, but apparently, yeah, all, all those handmaids are they're essentially ready to go. They're supposed to kind of look like her. They'll be able to sound like her in the Queen Amidala voice. So they're yeah. supposed to be able to all talk with that kind of deep, um, very prestigious voice that she speaks in. Yeah, because it seems like I was trying to figure out if the voice, because supposedly uh, Kira Knightley is one of the handmaidens. Yeah, that's right. And a lot saying. of people were saying that she changed out. But I think there are other people that change out in that scene. I think Kira Knightley's be. one of them, yeah. but not as not all of them. And they all sound the same. So I think what they probably did was had the person read the line and then dubbed over with Natalie Portman talking right. so that they all sound the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of one of the things. Uh, yeah, so they all... The, Natalie Portman character Padme, or Queen Amidala, we're just going to refer to her as Padme because that's how the name she continues to be called. Her and what's his? What's the guy's name? The guy that like the general General Onaka is that his name? No, not him. You talking about her main bodyguard, yeah. the black guy? Yeah, the black guy. Yes, I, I refer to him as the black guy. Okay, so <laughs> no, Onaka is the what is the smuggler guy? Isn't that right? From like Rebels? Oh, that's Hondo. Hondo Hondo Onaka. That's his name. Yeah, yeah. I'm ref- I'm connecting too many dots here. <laughs> um. Anyway. The black guy <laughs> and, and Padme, they go off and they try to like, oh, we could do this ourselves or kind of like draw everyone out while the droids are all being sent to attack the Gungans. Right. And that doesn't go so well. They kind of get captured. <laughs> uh, but who tries to go save the day in this situation? Good old Jedi return, don't they? Yeah, they, they do come back. Yep. Qui-Gon, we want to come back and, um, and essentially have to rescue them. Because this is when they're in the hangar now, right? Yeah, now they've they've rescued everybody. They're all kind of going in the hangar. Yep. And uh, the droids are like... And I think this is when they freed the pilots, too. So yes. Because they didn't go attack the um, the droid kind of battleship up there. Yeah. Oh, wait. I think this happens before they... I think they all go together. They go to find the pilots. Then they get split off to go and, like... Right. Yeah. Um, they get split up because, as we'll get to in a moment, our boy shows up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Darth Maul shows up. Doors open. Uh, Anakin is in one of the ships that everyone all took yeah, off. Yeah, they try to hide him away. In yeah, R two, R two got sucked up like he didn't even want to be there. And uh, yeah, Darth Maul shows up and goes, "What's up?" The two Jedi decide, "Hey, we're gonna stay here. You guys go handle the business." Right. And uh, thus, the battle begins. the The final, the final third act, act begins here. And um, duel of fates. But so Darth Maul shows up. They do a little some Jedi stuff. Then we cut back. Let's talk about the Gungan fight very quickly because this yeah. happens pretty fast. As a kid, I love this, this battle scene. I always thought it was really cool. It is very with cool. The little shield. The, I think the best part about this whole entire scene and the reason why it works, well, scenes that kind of periodically flash back, is it's all digital. It's all animated. Right. So none of that is real. Yeah. And I think what hurts this movie is that force hey this is what's happening like hey like here's real people with also this yeah and it makes it look way faker than it is yeah but then when this scene happens it's all animated so it doesn't really it it all goes together yeah it all works yep uh i always thought those big giant ball like emp things were really cool i always thought that was really cool too the way they bounce and the sound they make yeah because jar jar Opens it up and falls all down and rolls. Yeah, it's kind of the first time you're you really see the droids like in war type yeah. action. But we're only seeing dro we're only seeing battle droids. Like this, yeah, the, the basic. And ones. yeah, the basic. And then their tanks. 
the tanks, and I think droid to cards. I think those show up too. But that's about it. There's yeah. two droids and tanks. Right. And the carrier, whatever. Yep. Um, deploys them. That's pretty much all that happens. The Gungans win that battle okay. based on... Well, it's really weird. No, they get captured at the end. Because they don't win until the, the battle stage. Oh, yeah, until they out. get... Yeah, yeah. So they're winning, and then they kind of lose, quote-unquote. Yeah, I feel like they had a good strategy, and then it, it went downhill quick. <laughs> well, it's, it's almost like... It's almost like that uh, stuff that happens later on in the series, uh, but this is like this version of it, and uh, we'll get to that later on because I don't want to reference too many movies and talking about mo- right. the specific movies. But I'll kind of stop doing that. I apologize if I've kind of ruined some stuff there. But um, but yeah, so we, we that all kind of is happening. But the main thing that really people are going to focus on is this Jedi duel. With the Sith, this we is what have. The movie is known for. Yeah, this is like one. The second probably best thing that happens in this movie is this scene with, um, with Obi Wan and Qui Gon fighting against Darth Maul, uh, but then they get separated. So, right, kind of in the. Well, I guess would you consider it the? Uh, I guess it's really the end of the fight when they go through that little uh, thing that separates them. The the that little barrier. Yeah, I mean it. The the Gungan fight does happen before and after certain At things the same happen. Time. Yeah. But why don't you go ahead and tell us? We're just going to talk about the Jedi fight in general without flashing back and forward. Yeah. So uh, first thing that happens is they get separated uh, because Obi Wan is kind of getting kicked around as a pad one kind of is. He's a little bit off the rock. Yeah, it's really cl- it's very clear that like Darth Maul is a very uh, very very skilled lightsaber fighter. Yeah, he has no problem. Taking out both of them at the same yeah. time. Yeah, we also get revealed that he does have a dual, dual lightsaber. Right. Which first time we've ever seen that. Uh, so that I'm I, sure when that, in the 90s, I'm sure that was a huge I thought it was cool when I saw it, but. Do we know if that was in the trailer? I don't think that was in the trailer. I don't know. I don't know. We might have to look that up later. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, but something happens. Uh, Obi-Wan kind of gets separated from the battle. Right. And Qui-Gon and Darth Maul have to fight. I still want to know the explanation. It might be in a book or a comic somewhere. How he loses in this? Yeah, it's like a slip. Because he's supposed to be one of the better... I mean, he's a Jedi Master. So but I, he I messes was... up and he gets stabbed. Yeah. And he so dies. So I guess Darth Maul just... Got him. Better fighter than... He just got Darth him, Maul yeah. Too. Yep. And then uh, Obi-Wan gets his turn. Yes. But what well, happens? He gets his ass kicked at first. He does. He gets... Uh, I believe uh, you know he gets force pushed into the... That little that shoot that hole and he yes this is also where the Jedi powers kind of come in handy like I was uh I haven't said some statistics so I'm just kind of rapid fire sure. on here uh lightsaber moments we get about ten of them in this movie uh periodically throughout the movie there's ten and uh, space battles we also get um we get two of those we'll talk about the last one in just a second uh light speed was hit once. That was when they were going from Tatooine to yeah. Coruscant. That's probably, that's probably going to be the lowest of the we'll see. series. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, especially to the new trilogy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And May the Force Be With You was said three times in this movie. Okay. So, uh, And I think it was Qui-Gon and, uh, and Obi-Wan saying it to one another. And then I think uh, Mace Windu said it when they all left. When they were going back to yeah. Naboo. So... But anyway, back to the uh, lightsaber. Yes, uh, Obi Wan is hanging. Yeah, just he's by a thread. On that, that little thing that's sticking out, whatever it is. I always wondered why Maul was like slashing. Like, 
Well, I think he's trying to ca- kind of taunt him. Yeah, like or maybe also trying to get him to fall because yeah. like the sparks from it. Um, but then he flies out. Yep, but we won gets real clutch. Yeah, and then what happens to Darth Maul? Well, you think well, you would think he's dead. <laughs> well, <laughs> well it was a little off on that, but yes, yeah, he, he dies. Cut in half. Yeah, he gets cut in half. Um, real, real, real clutch move. Yeah, that was definitely his probably his moment of being pad one to a semi like Jedi, a full Jedi knight. Yeah, yeah. He'd probably be. This yeah. is when the Sith they get their their arrogance because the best of them. They got he got too confident probably. Yeah, and yeah. He, that's didn't even, t- he didn't even see that coming. No, that's what's really weird. Is like Darth Maul does go out pretty fast, kind of as fast as we saw him because he doesn't really get that many lines. And then he just kind of dies. He just is gone. Yep. One of those Star Wars kind of just cool looking characters, but it was kind of a one off. Yeah. Yeah. Until he's reintroduced. Um, <laughs> and then uh, let's talk about the ship battle. That's kind of the end of the Jedi battle there. Uh, Anakin is flying around using his, yeah, this is pod racing <laughs> yep. sort of thing. Jedi skills. Yeah. He's using what he's learned as a, as a pod racer in, in the space battle and they, all joined the, he joins these this flight team and they just blow up a ship they blow yeah. up the embargo ship and it's kind of a cool scene because they're like whoa who did that <laughs> yeah like there's also a robot chicken thing of that of where he's like yeah this is pod racing <laughs> oh, and then everyone's like uh does anyone hear a girl on the com channel yeah i hear this girl making fun of like when you play like xbox live right and you listen and you hear a little boy on <laughs> yeah so and then anakin gets so defeated he's like oh <laughs> but yeah it's pretty funny um yeah and, and shuts down all the droids shuts down all the droids that was the thing that was connecting him to like i guess the server uh for all those droids might be another category we need because i feel like a lot of star wars movies there's like one thing that gets That's, blown up. Yep. Yeah, we might have to do that. So in this <laughs> movie, this giant ship gets blown up. That's the big yep. thing in this movie. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. They, they save the whole entire planet. The Naboo reigns supreme over it. Uh, recapping everything, Chancellor Palpatine is now in charge. And uh, thanks to Padme's wise words, uh, hopefully that will never be uh, something that bites her in the ass. Uh, and then... Um, <laughs> Uh, Palpatine is real convincing. Yeah, he's very convincing. It's almost like he has some sort of trick with people. Um, they burn Qui Gon Jinn's body in front of all the Naboo. Uh, they all get. They all celebrate. Like, hey, yeah, everything's over. <laughs> End of the saga. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, Anakin gets all. He gets the eye from Padme, and like, it's kind of weird because she's like. I, how did we total it up? She's like eight years older than he is. Uh, I think that's what we came so, to. So, yeah. based on their natural age, Natalie Portman is, I think, eight years older than the guy who plays Anakin's said, the I kid. Think, I believe you said she was 18. Yeah, in 18 in the movie. So, that means he was 10. Yeah. And they were flirting already. That's just really weird. That's almost like, that's a senior. Setting it up. Yeah, that's like a senior being attractive to a fifth grader, <laughs> which is really weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so that happens, and uh, it is Obi- almost set up like you would. This would have been the last, like potentially could have been the last movie. Yes, like, it's yeah, a it big, is huge celebration, big old celebration. Like the war is over. Like exactly. this is this is all. There, there was never a war. It was just a <laughs> conflict. It all ended. Yep. Um, the bad guys are dead. Uh, Obi Wan then talks with Yoda about how like I'm going to take over and I'm going to be teaching Anakin, and that's pretty much it. Yep. Yoda says fine. 
but he's going to be a disaster. But <laughs> go ahead, do it. And then he, Obi-Wan's response is like, Qui-Gon wanted to do it. I'm going to do it now. Yep. And uh, that's pretty much And we're on to the next one. Yeah. So roll credits. <laughs> More or less, that's the movie. And um, I guess we – so we head into one of our other segments here called the IMDb Corner. We don't have another name for it. We didn't change the name. But IMDb <laughs> is where we get all these information things from, so I'm just going to read it off Check of that. Check out your bibliography. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, – so we're only going to do four things now. We have kind of a set thing. I'm going to read one. Nate will read one. I'll read one. And then you will read one again, uh, depending on what we get for – our third one. The first thing is my favorite part of IMDb Corner is taglines. And I'm going to be reading one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven taglines here on there. Number one, at last, we reveal ourselves to the Jedi. I guess that's kind of a big deal because we never saw the Jedi, like as a knight, as like a republic sort of thing. Right. So this is kind of a big deal for a tagline. Well, this is what uh, Darth Maul says, right? Isn't this his line? No, these aren't lines. These are just taglines. These oh, are just the like what they, yeah, they, what they put on like it. a poster gotcha. or like on the back of a box or something like that. This is what they're putting on to advertise the movie. Right. Yeah. The number two here, one race, one adventure, the one to own 2000 North American VHS advertising. That was what they that put on. That kind of sums the, up the whole One <laughs> race, one adventure. The one to own. The so wha- this was the one, the one to own, so to own the VHS tape, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. but one race? The pod race? Yeah, I know, but that's it their referencing? Like a- that's like their big thing in this whole movie, is the pod racing scene. Is what, yep. they're, what they even <laughs> wanted to make sure. Yeah. One adventure, I guess, I guess it's kind of adventure, because it follows the same set of characters. Right. And it kind of just keeps continuing on, and they just keep adding characters, or some people will leave, but they keep the main Three or four people around. Uh, okay. Uh, number three, every generation has a legend. Every journey has a first step. No way. They use every that saga the has too? a beginning. Wow. Yeah. So they've been recycling that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number four, the saga begins spring 1999. Spring movie. Because now all of the. It was in May, right? Because they're usually. Yep. The, the and number five is the saga begins May 19th. So I guess because it has to be more than three to be considered a saga, right? So is that where they were using the no, saga? No, he knew six. I think six is the saga. Okay, so and they consider the original was, trilogy a saga? Well, well, George had already announced he was making three more movies. Okay. So everyone knew he was going to make a saga. Right. Yeah. Because obviously when he says, this is episode one, then we know that two more movies are going to follow to hit four. That's true. So I guess it would look real bad if it would have flopped and it make another one. He said episode one to four. Yeah. Uh, next one is The Force Returns, May 19th. And the last one, One Truth, One Hate. That is the worst like one. That one. That's not does, a good does one. Does it say what that's from? No, it just says, like, they're just literally just lines and advertising. like that's a fan made up tagline. Yep. All right, let's head over to the next one. Let's head over to Trivia. Nate, why don't you take it away over on Trivia? You can sort that wherever, which way you want. And then go ahead and let's say, uh, let's read five pieces of trivia five little five. R- number one you got it i have it loaded up here um yeah because the trivia i'm seeing is to add your own trivia. Oh, okay here you go you can just go ahead and okay. read those i must say i clicked the extra button number one what would you like to read first so 
<laughs> okay, so are these interesting facts? Yeah, they're or, just okay. interesting facts. So they're we're just not, random trivia. So you don't have to guess anything. No, okay. no. So the first one is Liam Neeson was so eager to be in the film that he signed on without reading the script. I think I've heard that before. And and then when he dies in the movie, he was so shocked he died in the movie. <laughs> it is Star Wars, so I think probably most actors probably would have signed on. Yeah, because it's like, oh, yeah. Because remember, we're following episode six. Right. Everyone wants to be a part of Star Wars. There's only three. These are the three biggest movies of all time. Yeah. And I think at that time, I don't know if Liam Neeson is considered a huge actor. He was in Shingler's List, which okay, he's well, known I, for. Oh, that's being. true. Yeah. I know that's a huge movie. I've never award-winning seen that, actor but, at that point. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Number two. What are we going with? Uh, during filming, uh, Ian McGregor made lightsaber noises as he dueled. Nice. <laughs> nice. So we get. So now I want to watch those like Obi Wan scenes and see him like. If he's like his his lips are moving, of him doing wee wee. Number three, well, that was only part of it. Oh, so okay, okay. Uh, George Lucas explained many times that this would be added in the special effects people, added <laughs> in by the special effects people later on. Nice. Ewan said, "I kept getting carried away." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. At least he was enjoying what he was doing. Yep. All right, number three. What do we got? Uh, Natalie Portman's voice was digitally enhanced. Oh. To distinguish between Padme and Queen Amidala. Interesting. Okay, so I guess so your thing was kind of correct then. Yeah, but there. Now we got to look back at the movie, and try to figure out which one is Padme's voice and and Queen Amidala's voice because Queen Amidala has a different tweak to it. So maybe they tweaked the rest hers yeah. to sound like the other ladies. Yeah, maybe the other lady had it more on point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number four. Uh, sets were built. Only as high as the tops of the actors' heads, and computer graphics filled in the rest. Uh, yeah, because George was very happy with that. Liam Neeson was so tall that he cost the set crew an extra $150,000. <laughs> nice. That's I wonder good. how they even figured that, like that amount. Or, yeah. Like how, how many extra inches they had to do every time. Yeah, based on what how tall he was. Like every scene that he's in, they have to do that. Right. All right, number five. Uh... Qui-Gon Jinn's communicator is a record, uh, redecorated Gillette sensor Excel razor for, nice. for women. So, <laughs> I like how it's for women. Yep. It's, it's they specific. made sure they put that part in it. So when he's talking to Obi-Wan on the ship, he's actually talking into a women's leg razor, probably. Yep. <laughs> nice. Do you want to keep going? You want to want to do one more, or do you want to call? I was kind of seeing how many. So it looks like they are they looks like they may be sorted. Oh, there's there's so many of them. Yeah. yeah, they're sorted by. Let's uh let's do two more. Let's do two more, and we'll move on to the next one. The movie was shipped to theaters as the Dollhouse to thwart piracy attempts. So, oh wow, <laughs> that makes sense. All right, number seven, our final one of the okay. of the episode. This is the ET one where we talked about that. So while referred to numerous times by uh, other characters, Yoda is only clearly identified at the very end of the film. Mace Windu is never identified at all. Oh, weird. So we don't even know their names. I guess not. If we had only seen this movie, we don't know who they are. Even I mean, even Ploy Kloon and uh, and uh, uh, Keanu Mundi, we don't know who they are. Right. And so really, Yoda... The only reason why we know Yoda is because we've seen him in past movies. Yeah, and it's the same voice actor, right? Yeah, it's so pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, so because it really could have been another species. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it could have been. One. All right, uh, let's head over to uh, quotes. Okay. Uh, we'll do we'll do three just based on time here. Uh, Qui Gon Jinn, there's always a bigger fish. 
<laughs> that's uh that's said when they're it's a classic going around one. there. Um number two here, I'll be uh I'll be Anakin Skywalker and you can be Qui Gon Jinn. Oh my gosh, a two parter? You're a Jedi Knight, aren't you? What makes you think that? I saw your laser sword. Only a Jedi carry that kind of weapon. Perhaps I killed a Jedi and took it from him. I don't think so. No one could kill a Jedi. I wish that were so. And he Which dies later in the movie. Yeah. That's so <laughs> foreboding, but well, there it is. Um, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. That's what. That's <laughs> another word for that. Yeah. Um. Let's okay. Here we go. Here we go. I'll be Yoda. You could be Anakin oh, geez, again. This is an even longer one. Oh, this oh, is, no, you'll I'm know. Anakin. You'll know this one. Yeah, you're Anakin. Uh, how do you? How feel you? Cold, sir. Afraid you are. No, sir. See through you, we can. Oh, there's a Mace Windu. Oh, no. You, got, you got to get your Mace Windu voice. <laughs> be mindful of your feelings. That wasn't a black voice. Oh, Keanu Mooney. <laughs> oh, Keanu Mooney has... What? Your thoughts dwell on your mother. I miss her. Afraid to lose her, I think. Hmm. What has that got to do with anything? Everything. Fear oh, no. is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. I sense fear in you. There you go. That's I why I like wanted to read that. needs to be like on the, one of the, the white side holocron. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's, yeah, from like uh, from Disneyland yep. where you buy like a, yeah, the green one. We'll see. Uh, let's head over to our last thing here in the IMDb corner. We're going to head over into tech specs. Uh, go ahead and read whatever you really want to on okay, this. Okay, uh, see if I can decipher anything. Yeah, there's a wide range of things that are in there, but uh, go ahead and just say um, what they are and what you think they are. So it looks like the sound mix was mastered in both uh, Dolby Digital. I never heard of Dolby Digital X before, though, but this is the 90s, so I don't know. <laughs> there we go. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And it looks like uh, DTS. Um, do you know what that means, or do you just? <laughs> I mean, you. The reason why I have you reading text specs is because I know you know a lot more about like sound and video and stuff than I do. So I don't know. If, like, do you know? Is that, what is the current one right now, as of twenty twenty? Well, you know, Dolby Digital has kind of became the most mainstream one. Um, last generation, DTS was the most mainstream for Blu-ray. Okay. But now, and then kind of Dolby Digital for like cable and streaming. Uh, but now even Blu-rays, I think because of Dolby Atmos. Oh, okay. Dolby Digital has kind of became, it seems like it's starting to become like almost a monopoly. So what is this one? Uh, well, this one, they mastered in both uh, Dolby Digital and DTS. Oh, okay. And very likely the, well, I guess they wouldn't have Blu-ray at this time. But the DVD was probably oh, okay. DTS. Because usually at that time, they would only put one or the other. Because they uh -huh. couldn't fit both soundtracks on the disc. Yeah. Um... All right, let's let's go with uh, we'll say five tech specs. Oh, that was number one. Number yeah. two, number two. What's another tech spec you want to read off here? <laughs> I don't know if, uh, enough for five. <laughs> okay, let's do three. Let's do three. So uh, the film length was uh, three thousand seven hundred ninety-four meters. I don't know if that's important to anybody. Does that mean anything to you, Ryan? Three thousand five hundred <laughs> length. Seven hundred ninety-four meters. That's yep. how long it was, like stretched out. I guess so. Probably the whole. That's so film. weird of a stat. I have no, I have never heard they actually measured it from one cell to the last cell. Is that I what they're saying? So. Like so, three thousand what centimeters? Uh, meters. Meters. Good <laughs> God! All right. Well, I guess you figured though. I, I wonder that's a that huge before, roll. I wonder that before they cut it down. 
Probably. I like, mean, I'm assuming like that's the, probably every set. Kind of. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. That's interesting. Um, the camera brands. I don't know. You might be familiar with the. Uh, let's say the two of them were the the Ari Flex. These are like so expensive cameras yeah. and old. I don't know. And it doesn't less resolution. The cameras. What is the what is the film like? What 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 do they shoot on? Thirty-five millimeter. Thirty-five millimeter. Yep. Okay, that seems to be a pretty standard uh, film set. Also uh, used for the last uh, the the original trilogy was when four, five, and six were thirty-five millimeter. So yeah. Very so they shot the, they shot the prequels on film too. Because I was thinking that these were filmed digitally. They will say if it's digital. Okay. So it, it was probably shot in 35 millimeter and then edited in digital. Right. So, so you got two Reflex cameras and one Sony. Okay. Okay. Um, looks like it was printed at uh, Deluxe Hollywood. <laughs> okay. And uh, Rank Films Laboratories in Denham, UK, which is probably where their set is at. I, I yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure uh, George shot a lot of this in the in the UK. That was where he shot four, five, and six. So. Yeah, um, which is probably why all, a lot of the actors have the British accent. Yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, traditionally shot over there. And uh, that's probably it from my standpoint, unless you want to get something else off of there. No, no, no. We can move on. Uh, let's head over to the final review. Um Nate, go ahead. Or do you want me to go first? Or do you want to go? Uh, why don't you go ahead and go first? Okay. So the way that we do this, Nate, since this is kind of your first time doing it, what we do is we kind of describe what we liked, what we didn't like, and then we give our final answer about that. And then you will go ahead and do that. And then in the next episode, you will go first, and then I will go second. So that way we don't always influence one another. Right. Um, I can't always uh, undercut your score. Yeah. <laughs> so be the good guy or the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how it. That's how it's always gonna be. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> I don't have my pen for whatever Again? reason. I lost. It. Oh, there you need like one of those little. What do they call them? Pocket protectors. Yeah, I, I threw it across the room. Um, here's the thing about this movie, and the, and the, and the interesting thing about this whole entire thing that we're gonna be doing, like what I had mentioned in the earlier in the episode, is we have seen these, or I, I mean, we may have said this before also, so I may be confusing. What, regardless, we have seen these movies several times. More than I've probably seen episode one, maybe more than like five or six times. I wouldn't say I've seen that many times fully, but I've probably definitely watched it, yeah, several times. I've, this is also including like it's on in the background, exactly. or I'm doing yeah. something, and I'll just have Star Wars on. Nevertheless, I've seen this movie several times, and even as a kid, you know what? Maybe I've seen it even more times than yeah, five or six I remember. Times. Yeah, I mean, when you're a kid, you might have watched it on VHS on loop. Yeah, and it just <laughs> ran the tape out exactly. Uh, but I, I, I've seen this movie a lot of times. And the thing about this whole entire season of movie combat is we're going back and we're breaking down these movies that we either love or we don't like as much as the others. But we like them all still. But we all <laughs> like them. I, I feel like I like this movie. I, I, don't, I don't love it because I feel that there's definitely the embargo thing I think is ridiculous. I think the, it's a little too complicated the, the story point. Well, yeah. And, and the thing is, is like where they go way too in depth of like – Oh, we got to explain this whole entire embargo thing. And then they have stupid things where Jar Jar and the Naboo or the Jar Jar and the Gungans all speak we like this broken down sort of I don't know. Right. It, it's almost like it, they're trying to appeal to both kids and adults. Yeah, but they're doing like extreme on one side, extreme on the other, and then there's sort of some middle ground in there. Um the pod racing scene is Great. phenomenal. Yep. It's Probably the one of the best things that's happened in, that happens in this whole entire saga. It's really cool. You don't really see too many like spaceships racing one another, 
and he and I think it really opens up the fact that this universe has hobbies. Like there is things that people do to pass the time. There's a sporting yep. sort of thing that happens is the pod racing. It expands the lore. Exactly. And I and I think that this movie really I guess puts that in perspective in a lot of ways of there are there's acts of living before things go sideways. Right. And in As episode a slave. Yeah, <laughs> and, and in episode one it really does talk about um you know, there's normal, normal, quote unquote, asterisk mark, slavery that happens on Tatooine because that's just how it is. They're not run by the Republic. They're an right. independent, like, kind of like how it's an independent country. This is an independent planet. They don't, they run their own rules. They Rule do whatever the they huts, want. Ruled by the huts, to my knowledge. Ruled by the huts. They're a part of the Outer Rim. And so it's kind of this wasteland of this Wild West sort of thing. Right. Uh, we do get some callbacks to characters that have not been introduced yet, so I have to review this movie based on what the movie introduces. R2-D2, he's just a droid. He's just kind of there. C-3PO, waste of a character, doesn't need to be in the movie. It's just a thing to implement a character that we we will see later on, but I got to review the movie as what it is. Um, yeah, Yoda and Mace Windu, we have no idea who these people are. They're just kind of there, and we just know they're high authority. It is cool to see that there is like these grand wizard council that sits upon a throne that discusses their private sort of military sort of thing, but they're not really a military. They're just a unified group of like wizards. They're peacekeepers. Yeah, and they, they help out around the whole entire universe. And uh, they're very far and few between, but people know about them. Clearly, Anakin knew who they were. Right. Uh. So the bad parts about this, though, is it really there are some characters that don't that really get tossed to the side that I wish they would have talked about more. Obi-Wan barely talks in this movie. He's just kind of there. He interacts with Qui-Gon, but the movie's not about Obi-Wan. It's about Qui-Gon Jinn and Anakin Skywalker and that relationship. And then Padme is sort of like the third tier character. But she really doesn't have that much involvement, even though she's kind of putting plot forward. It's not really coming into effect in this movie. Right. She's just kind of like, she's a part of it from the very beginning, but not really forwarding things until next movie. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I think this is definitely like, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I think there's cool parts of the movie. If you want to get the saga, you obviously are a Star Wars fan and you own this movie. If you want to just let someone borrow the movie, I'm leaning more towards that. And I'm not going to say it's definitely... I mean, is it worthy of owning? I think it's if worthy of owning. Fan, yeah, I would say it's worthy of owning for really the cool like machine... I, I think the whole thing is about machines it's like cool spaceships but you don't get to see too much of them but you do get to see spaceships interacting with other spaceships uh character development is not amazing but it's kind of around there's sort of some character development but introductory yeah but most of those characters don't really matter after this movie they kind of just they're dead (laughs) like they darth maul is like this super city like sort of thing and he's 
he dies at the end of the movie. Right. Qui-Gon Jinn is supposed to be this, like, all-knowing Jedi dies at the end of the movie. And now we're left with Obi-Wan, which we didn't really get to know in this movie, and Anakin Skywalker, who we were introduced halfway through this movie. Um, and uh, he's supposed to play this important role, but we have we got introduced to him halfway into the movie or maybe even more. Right. I'm going to give it a solid seven. And remember, in this season, we are rating on a 100-point scale, uh, a scale of zero to 100. And um, Not bandwagoning on the IGN scale. Though. Not bandwagoning on IGN <laughs> scale. That they've changed it since 2020. We're going to keep our scores uh, to where they are. So solid seven from me. That's a worthy, I think it's worthy of owning. Maybe popping it into the DVD player here and there. Loading it up on Disney+. Plus. Maybe once in a while when you're trying to get through the saga like how we are. I don't think it's necessary to watch Star Wars, but I think it's worthy of owning. Solid seven. Okay. Yeah, I think it makes some good points that, um, you know, the the most a lot of the main characters that we've, we follow in the movie, are they don't appear again like later in the saga as much. Um, yeah, I mean, especially with, yeah, with Darth Maul dying in that one, Qui-Gon dying. Young Anakin's grown up <laughs> by the time you see him again. Um, so that makes some good points. Um, as I kind of told you before, you, as you, you probably know my score, um, I'm probably I'm going to go a little bit higher than you. That's fine. Because I feel the remember this is all third. this is all averaged out to whatever we get. So yeah. you feel free to rate it whatever score you feel like doing. This is this is your review. So and I still feel like it's you know it's, it's probably going to end up being in the of course the lower echelon of the films. Uh, but I feel like the third act is actually. Redeeming, Pretty strong, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the you know the dual fates is kind of. I mean, some people consider that the best saber fight in you know all the all the movies. Definitely, w- very well choreographed. Uh, also, Darth Maul is uh, he, he, the actor that played him is very trained in yep. that kind of choreography. He still kind of got it too. I don't know if you've seen like the highlights. I saw him in real life. <laughs> I, oh, you did I, too. Yeah, when I was down at Disneyland, they did a Star Wars night, mm-hmm. and he was there. He trained all the Jedi. Jedi people though use the lightsabers right. and stuff like that. It's in uh it's actually here on the channel. If you go to uh Ryan Adventures, the Disneyland Adventure there's a vlog that I made here, uh, and it's called Star Wars Night or whatever, and you can go watch that and I actually filmed them doing that. They're all doing like he's saying like do this and then he's like <laughs> naming the moves and they're all interacting with him. It's pretty funny. Guys, he's got his one set of lightsaber moves that he does. He yeah. There's like he uses like not. dark side and light side and like combines okay. them together so that everyone learns it. Yeah. It's kinda interesting. I didn't do it. I just filmed it. <laughs> so. Is it four K? Uh no, I didn't have the four K camera at that time. <laughs> test, test, test. Yeah. That was on the canon. Um yeah, I think you know. I think the space battle is probably on, probably on the weaker side of of the saga. Uh, but I like the I like the Gungan fight. I actually really like the scene where they have to infiltrate the palace again when they do the little. They go up one floor. Oh, they like <laughs> do they, the like they shoot up yep. at the same time and they get pulled up. It almost looks like they just got like they were like cut. They all got off and then they all kind of like stood down and then got pulled up just that next <laughs> rung. Yep. But yeah, that is kind of cool. It's got the good, John, nice John Williams score in the background when they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you know. I think at the end of the day, it's uh, it's good. I don't think it's a great movie, uh, but I think as as far as the Star Wars goes, it's it's good. And on your scale, um, I think it's worthy to own. Worthy to own. So where are you uh, leaving? Seven point five. Seven point five is Nate's score. Seven point five. 
And then uh, I believe that is going to be a 7.25 as the final score. We're going to get some weird numbers than we got last time. Yeah, I would imagine if you're um, dividing them. Yeah. Do you round up? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so no 7.3, huh? Yeah. So let's see. Here's seven. Uh, but go ahead if you want to finish your thought. Or... Uh, no, I was pretty much done. Um, you know, usually this one I always traditionally go back and forth with this one and uh, – uh, episode two, mm-hmm. uh, which one is the weakest <laughs> of the films? Of course, now we have, you know, Solo is a little bit on the weaker side too. Um, but yeah, I still maintain that is uh, it's good, and I, I usually actually have it above episode two. So I guess we'll see when we watch that one next how how that maintains. Well, I will tell you, um, seven point five is not bad. I mean, it's definitely or well, for you, the final score is seven point. Oh, I guess we would have to round up. So <laughs> let's. Uh, so rounding it up, we will say that it is a seven point three. Okay. On our scale, there's no there's no final decimals because that'd be making things really weird. Uh, so seven point three is the final score of episode one, Phantom Menace of Star Wars: The Phantom Menace. Sounds good. Which is, uh, if we look back at last season, uh, and again, these don't necessarily go up against. We might bring back movie combat season one. Uh, the the winner of last season was Alien Two, uh, or sorry, Aliens was the was a solid ten. We're gonna see if those Star Wars films can get there. In order for a ten to happen, both Nate Might and be I, a while. yeah, Nate and I will have to say ten for both movies, uh, for both ratings yeah. in order for a movie to get a ten. But uh, nevertheless, uh, Predator sat at an eight point five for multiple weeks. That's the first place. And that was first place for multiple weeks. That probably won't happen this time. Uh yeah, so we'll <laughs> see we'll see what happens. 7.3, not a bad score. And it's not too far off. I think the IMDb was what 6.6. Um I can check IMDb. Uh let's see here. But yeah, I mean, and of course it, the Star Wars fans are probably a little more biased than what the IMDb score would be, so that's why it's So IMDb higher. gave it a 7 or sorry, a 6.5. 6.5, okay. Yes. And Metacritic is a 51. So, okay. there's that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I think I think it's worthy of owning. Clearly, we have both agree. It's worthy of owning. Yeah, especially the Star Wars fan. Now, I mean, obviously, you wouldn't have that by itself. Yeah. Like, you're just a sci-fi fan. You wouldn't have the Phantom Menace. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> you wouldn't just have Star Wars Episode One exactly. sitting in its collection. Uh, but, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's a pretty good ending spot for, for the first episode of Movie Combat. How do you feel so far? In the in this, how do you feel after your first episode's all done? Well, I'm excited that we are getting the lower ones out of the way first. <laughs> yeah, we're, and and you chose the order we were going to watch it. And why did you want to watch it? Because well, I'm sure there's people at home wondering why we're watching them in in timeline order. I mean, to me, it's just pretty logical. I think this is a way that it's designed to be watched, which is why they you know they kind of purposely you know numbered them in order why george lucas decided yeah i think this. i think i'm sure if you had well i don't know if I'm sure, i want to speak for him but i'm sure yeah. if you asked him he would probably say this is the way that he would want you to watch it interesting um now how do you feel about the people that prefer to watch it in four five six one and two then three the prequels, seven the release nine. order yeah yeah i don't know i think for if you've already seen star wars it makes more sense to go in uh in canon order and um, yeah the timeline yeah, because it just goes together, especially now with, like, Rogue One kind of flowing right into four. Yeah. I feel like you, it kind of just makes sense to watch them in order now. Yeah, because I think after, when episode one happened, the big drop that happens in episode five 
obviously everyone knows that line now. Right. So it's like that's always a counter argument against that. Now. Yeah, where it's like I think George realized that, and he's like, "Hey, you know what? We're just gonna do one, two, three. And right. This yeah. is what it's gonna be like, um, like the way that he did. Uh, but yeah. So where we left, where we're gonna leave off is, um, Anakin is gonna get trained by Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, Chancellor Palpatine is now in charge of the Republic, and Padme is still queen of Naboo. Yeah, she's still the queen. So by the time two starts, I believe she is. She is a senator for Naboo. She's a senator. Yeah, she becomes must have a senator. Short terms. Yeah. I guess I'll find out if we if I get through my audio book with the <laughs> more specifics about that. Yeah. Is, but yeah. So uh, that's gonna be it for episode one. Uh, Star Wars episode one. Uh, anything you want to tell us about setting up for our homework for this week? What are we doing? What are, what are, what are we supposed to be doing? Or do you know oh, what? So we're, is our homework watching two? Our homework <laughs> is watching episode two. Uh, well, Disney Attack Plus. of the Clones. If you have it on Disney Plus, it's available there. Uh, digitally, it's available everywhere, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and it could potentially be, I think, the lowest in the series ratings wise. Yeah. We, we shall see. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. Who knows? Um, yeah. So that's gonna be it. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to this. If you want to b- listen to more movie combat, make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to it. If you're listening to the audio version over on p- our podcast services such as iTunes, Podbean, or anywhere you can download this, please hit subscribe. Please rate by you rating uh, the podcast. It helps us out. More people get to listen to it. Clearly, you can see that there are other podcasts in this feed. There is the Bitcade. Uh, which is our video game podcast, as well as uh, PT3600, which is our podcast about random topics uh, for one solid hour. Okay, we chopped it down pretty well. I feel like an How hour and a half. Over, right? Not not too. It's a. Uh, let's see here. It's roughly. Oh God. Uh, you didn't mess. Hour twenty one minutes. We're trying to hit the hour mark. This was the first episode. We're gonna kind of reformat it, see what we can fix and stuff. But I feel like we did a pretty good job. Yeah, we're trying to keep good. on keep on schedule. Seven point five. Seven point. <laughs> um, but yeah, as it as it ends right now, on the top of the leaderboard, ranked in first place is Phantom Menace at seven point five. No, <laughs> oh, 7.3. that's your reading. Seven point three. I will have to read that. I did scribble it out. That is my bad too. <laughs> uh, it is seven point three. Is the final score. Sitting at first place, Star Wars Episode One. Who knows if it will sit there for a week, a second week, when it battles out against Movie Combat's next contender, Attack of the Clones, Star Wars Episode Two. Like a WWE promo. It is <laughs> next week. Do your homework. See us back here next week. We'll see you guys in the next video. Good night, everybody. 